the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. Roughly 300 people that were there to celebrate the end of Roe versus Wade. Obviously, very peaceful celebration. Well, the bottom line comes from the Bible. We are to have no fellowship with darkness. I didn't agree with teachers or anybody, for that matter, teaching my children that they didn't have the same opportunities as other children, simply based on the color of their skin. The folks today that you're talking about, they're just much more militant, and they're targeting even younger children. When we are counting ourselves as believers, that we need to count the cost of being a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and to think I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still, still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to listen to our four-minute commentaries right here on The Word Columbus on Tuesdays and Thursdays just after 4 p.m. And also be sure to check out all our our resources and articles for parents who want to be watchful about the culture's influence on your kids. And you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. Perhaps you felt, as I did, great sadness when we heard that first the House of Representatives and then the U.S. Senate recently passed a bill legalizing same-sex so-called marriage The U.S. House passed the bill several months ago, and the action by the Senate was the last step remaining. And 12 Republican senators joined all the Democrats to make this happen. Why did they do this at this particular time? And why does the Republican Party seem so compromised on this issue? What does this mean for America, for Christians, for those of us who believe in God's word, And God's design for marriage? What do we do now? I interviewed my longtime pro-family colleague, Peter LaBarbera, who has analyzed and followed this for years. He is president of Americans for Truth. And in our interview, we discuss the implications of this law for America and for Christians. So let's tune in to my interview with Peter LaBarbera. Welcome back, Peter, to Mission America Radio. Oh, thank you, Linda. I'm so glad to have you on again, and uh, I wanted to talk to you because you and I have been over 20-some years, I think, colleagues in this fight, and uh, you have written masterfully and analyzed this this issue over and over again, the marriage issue, and now we're faced once again 
with a the homosexuality as marriage. You know, what are your initial thoughts about this having passed um, in uh, Congress? Well, first, can we address the the political and cultural uh, fact that they brought this up? I mean, this is just incredible to me, Linda. There's no reason for any Republican to cooperate with the Democrats on this issue. Let's just accept that the Democrats have become the, the true party of evil, homosexuality, abortion on demand, open borders, etc. But we thought the Republicans, you know, were the pro-family party. They do a lot of God talk, right? Right. You know, oh, we're, we're for God and country. But here when the rubber meets the road, what was it, um, 40-something House Republicans and 12 Senate Republicans going in with this idea that we had to institutionalize the absurdity of homosexual so-called marriage into law. We, we had the Supreme Court decision in 2015, which imposed homosexual so-called marriage on the land, very similar to how the court imposed abortion on demand uh, back in, now uh, was it, 72, 73. Very similar. And Yet we have we have not seen the Republican Party go along with legalizing abortion, putting that into federal law because the politics were too strong against it, even though that's what the Democrats want. Yet on homosexual marriage, we saw even supposedly pro-family Republicans like Senator Joni Ernst in Iowa, uh, the Wyoming senator. Uh, Loomis. L- Loomis. Yeah, Loomis. Tom Tillis, senator in North Carolina. It, it, it's just I cannot believe it. These are the same people who helped us defend marriage not too long ago to protect marriage that passed the Defense of Marriage Act, for example, state Defense of Marriage Acts, and all of a sudden they decide to work with the Democrats to advance this Democrat agenda of homosexual so-called marriage. It's just unbelievable to me, but this is how Republicans lose. Yeah, and and what is the... What what do you think is the underlying motivation? I mean, we could talk all day about this, but just give me your your thoughts about why are people uh, so willing to cave in on homosexuality, but not something like abortion? Well, well, I think right now there's several factors. One is that the politics of of abortion is just so much stronger pro-life movement than there is the tiny group of people who are actually you know, I guess, have the guts or the brains to to confront homosexuality on a principled level. But I think there's many, uh, the answer to your question, Linda, is um, is, uh, is we're much weaker. The media, this is one of the sacred media talking points. It's a religion now, let's face it. LGBTQ has become a religion to the media and also to large parts of the culture. And I think you also have the, the uh, ascendancy of the gay Republicans within the Republican Party. Every media, we're going to be talking about this later, I guess, but every conservative media now, it seems, is pushing forward these uh, so-called homocons, uh, gay Republicans, gay conservatives, and also libertarians within the Republican Party have gained the power, as it were, of the message. And so you have many more Republicans now who are willing to say, okay, you know, I'm against the, I'm against the radical stuff like, you know, the transgenderism and the, and the child mutilations of the trans, trans agenda. And yeah, I'm against those crazy left 
uh, LGBTers, but as far as homosexuality itself, let's not really touch that. That issue's over. Let's move on. That seems yeah. to be the, the attitude of so many conservatives, and it is not principled, and it has led to us losing. And, and Democrats see that, and they just, they're always on offense, and it seems like we are so often on defense. Well, and I see this in the parents that are rounding up together to fight in the schools that there is an awful lot of sympathy toward fighting the gender ideology, but an awful lot of people peel off when you start talking about the L, L, G, and B part of the, or even the Q part of the LGBTQ so-called agenda. Um, you know, people don't want to fight this. They, they want, I, I don't know if a lot of people have relatives who are homosexual or friends, or they just feel like it, I've heard this expressed that it, they're two separate issues. They are not two separate issues. They are, you know, the the gender movement has, um, the gender confusion movement has grown directly out of the confusion brought by homosexuality and people using their bodies in ways that God never intended. Do, do you agree with that? Oh, you know I do, Linda. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir on this one, and you're absolutely right. There's a there's a fundamental intellectual dishonesty to the current fad of saying, oh, you know, we need to separate the good LGB, and, and think about it. Part of that LGB is bisexuality. Uh, that used to be the group that everybody hated, right? The bisexual, oh, you can make up your mind. Now, su- suddenly bisexuality is a norm, and oh, it's only the T we're against. And besides that, the entire homosexual lobby, we're talking human rights campaign, Lambda Legal, all the gay lobby groups, added Q about, I don't know, five to ten years ago. They added Q for queer, and they added, now they've added plus. This is one big package, and what it is is when you take the walls, when you when you took down the walls of normalcy, basically you added sodomy to the mix. Once you're able, if you if you say homosexual sodomy is okay, then really anything goes. In other words, if this is a sexual minority movement, as the media now call it, and all the activists, this sexual minority so-called isn't just a sexual minority it's a deviant sex minority Mm -hmm. and so once you open the door and said well gay is okay in other words homosexuality is okay that this is what was once called a crime against nature you look back at the colonies in their charters the way they described sodomy was in horrific terms i mean this was an abomination very biblical terms so if you have to say now that gay is okay, homosexuality, then on what basis do you say that the other sexual and gender deviances aren't okay? Mm-hmm. How do you say no to gender queer if homosexual sodomy is okay? How do you say no to gender blank because they're constantly mutating? There's so many that you have to have a doctorate to keep track of the gender mutations. Well, and um, and the other thing was we had uh, a mutual friend, I won't mention the name, somebody who eventually went back into um, homosexuality, but who was very eloquent at one point in saying that he believed that homosexuality arose directly out of gender confusion and that that had been his path and he had seen that over and over and over again. And so to believe that these are separate is nonsensical. It does not follow. And you don't get anywhere uh, when you separate it out, you have to, because those are the water carriers for the entire movement. The the homosexual uh, activists, there's so many more of them than lesbians and gays. So we have to realize what 
what they're doing. They're they're uh, promoting an ideology that takes children, takes young people, takes our culture directly away from the truth of God, for one thing, but also directly into, as you said, deviance. Right. And, and Linda, you've been at the forefront of this. I always remember, as long as I live, when you spent the summer reading those so-called youth-oriented gay books, novels, you know, one of them was called Rainbow Boys, and didn't it have like a uh, uh, sort of an adult youth seduction scene yes. in it or something. Yes. It's mm-hmm. fundamentally intellectually dishonest to say that this radical movement, which actually had in the early gay pride parades, they had NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. In other words, boy love being the, the sort of euphemism for pederasty, sex between men and boys. This movement, oh, somehow has nothing to do with the current discussion about grooming, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but I think what's driving it is in conservative circles, Linda, and this is important, is sort of the Andrew, Andrew Breitbart model. You know, he's the deceased, uh, you know, founder of yeah. Breitbart News. I mean, he wanted to play the gay right against the gay left. He, he was very strong in criticizing the gay left, but he embraced the gay right. And while I'm perfectly willing to support anybody who, who's going to vote you know, for conservative issues, and of course, we, we welcome and, and, and the Republican Party has all sorts of people. There's a big difference between that and saying that somehow homosexuality is OK as long as there's an R attached to it. Right now, it's, and that's the yeah. that's the current mode. You know, it's you look at uh, the, these programs. I mean, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I was listening to a Breitbart guy on on XM Radio, and they were talking about how a lot of their writers are are, are gay. They're just cavalierly saying that oh, they got a lot of gay writers. It doesn't fit. But this is what's happening, and it's part of the decline of this country. People are trying to make an accommodation with the the sort of the, the growing decadence, and this is the way they're doing. They're trying well, to do it. Yes, and here's here's the thing I keep trying to say to people. If you've got a so-called conservative homosexual man or woman who's in your coalition locally when you're going out to fight the schools, do not depend on that person to fight you about obscenity in books and obscenity in sex ed, because these folks are all about, you know, almost always very uh, sketchy views about pornography, porn use. They also themselves all of them virtually wished uh, or did date as teenagers homosexually. They would like other kids to date homosexually as teenagers. That is brings kids into high-risk behavior, and it almost always involves porn. So we cannot count on these folks, if they say they're conservative, to back us up on the school's issue. They will cave because on, on the essential areas of virtue and wholesome material and keeping a child's innocence and abstinence until marriage, they're not there. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, totally. And it, it's it, the problem is most people are unaware of the degree to which uh, like you said, pornography and drug use and uh, the incredible debauchery associated with a large portion. Now, I'm not saying every homosexual, but there, especially in the homosexual male world, there is a tolerance for these, you know, uh, sort of a, a promiscuity, which is 
unheard of to most people. Let's put yeah. it that way. Right. As it turns out the monkeypox uh, virus was spread partially because uh, homosexual men, uh, a certain proportion of them, would go to these, uh, basically these orgies. And it was there where that helped the, the spread monkeypox, which was overwhelmingly found among, uh, spread among homosexual and bisexual men. Yeah. And so, you know, we there you really can't beat standing on principle. And I think I've been distressed to see even conservative leaders. I'll never forget I was told by a prominent conservative, uh, you know, don't criticize lesbians. And we will be back right after these messages with more from my interview with Peter LaBarbera, president of Americans for Truth. This is Mission America. Stay with us. Don't go away. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And we're back. We have been talking with the president of Americans for Truth, Peter LaBarbera, about the marriage issue and the recent actions of Congress and what this means for religious freedom and religious rights in this country. So let's continue. We were talking before about the compromise of many Republican leaders. So let's continue with that conversation. I've been distressed to see even conservative leaders. I'll never forget I was told by a prominent conservative, uh, you know, don't criticize lesbians because they're part of our co- coalition against the transgender, you know, the idea that men uh, should be able to enter, uh, biological men should be able to enter women's restrooms. And I thought to myself, well, can't we walk and chew gum at the same time? Can we work with feminists and, and you know, we can work with people, but we that shouldn't lead us to stop telling the truth mm-hmm. about homosexuality. Right, exactly. So I'm going to go back for a minute to the marriage issue. So let's talk about the impact on religious freedom in, in America. I mean, I, I see this as... This for them, will, for the left, will be a calling card to start really clamping down on the expression of authentic, faithful Christianity in America everywhere they see it. What do you think? Yeah, and uh, if I could rely on a couple of papers here, Linda, I, I mean, I, I read the, the FRC, the Family Research Council paper on this, and it's scary. So is the objections of Senator Mike Lee. FRC says that the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which of course is actually a disrespect for marriage, FRC's uh, paper on this said it would, quote, embolden and supercharge litigious harassment through a sweeping new right of private action, unquote. In other words, it's going to embolden these LGBT lawyers to sue businesses. It doesn't, let's say you're a business owned by a Christian. You say, no, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't recognize marriages, uh, even say you have an employee and the employee says, well, I decided to get gay married. And, and the, and the employer says, no, that could open up a lawsuit. And that's mm-hmm. what this, this legislation, uh, will, will enable. We, we knew that they were already suing any, any Republican who voted for this is to me, absolutely nuts because you already see LGBT lawyers doing everything they can to harass Christians, people of faith, right. um, creative design, you know, the, the, you know, um, the, the baker in, in Colorado, et cetera. Why would you want to give an extra piece of federal legislation on this basis? 
I wondered the same things. What is their motivation? Do you think that some grand incentive has been offered to some of these folks in the in terms of donors? I mean, we do have uh, homosexual friendly GOP donors uh, with, with the deep pockets. And so, you know, what I think some there's an incentive here because it does not make sense from the, the standpoint of representing uh, the grassroots of Republican voters. Yeah, and I don't think we'll, we may not ever know, but you're, I'm sure there's some of that. I think there's also the, the uh, hey, Trump has a role in this too. Yes. I mean, Trump biggest mistake, one of his biggest mistakes in my mind, was when he capitulated on defending marriage. Before he even got in, remember the interview with Leslie Stahl? Yes. She said, what about gay marriage? Is that, you know, basically that's a settled issue. So Trump gave that, that sent the signal to other Republicans that this was no longer an important issue, and it, and it made it easier for these uh, Republicans to go back on their old standard. But I think I think it's 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 also the, the zeitgeist we're in. It's the polling data. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I know Gallup says something around 70% of Americans now suppose support same-sex marriage. I don't really believe it's that strong. Do you believe it's that strong, Linda? No, and because polling, you you can't get solid conservatives to answer polls any longer. So they're getting either middle-of-the-road people or who say they're conservative, or they're getting the left when they do a random sample of, of any in any poll today. Especially, especially if it's this issue, yes. any other issue is you are a bigot, mm-hmm. you are a hateful person. If you don't believe that love is love, that, you mm-hmm. know, oh, that's, that if you read, people can't love who they want to love, all the euphemisms that the left use, you're a, a nasty bigot. That is exactly what would, uh, you know, might preclude uh, somebody on the other end of a poll, a, a, a Republican saying, well, oh, yeah, I'm for that. You know, so we don't know how solid that number is, but they're looking at these numbers. And, of course, the left is touting them. And even Fox News has caved. I mean, they hired Bruce Jenner. As yes. A, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Caitlyn. Caitlyn, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Bruce turned Caitlyn Jenner as a as a contributor. So Fox News has completely caved now on the LGBT issue. And these politicians, they look out, they and they they're, they've they're experts at putting their finger, you know, up in the in the wind or what is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> Saying, right. Okay, this is where culture is going on. I think I'm a little safer now taking this vote. Well, and and the problem is, is they're never going to gain the homosexual vote and the left wing vote. All they, almost always, you just lose conservatives and you lose some of your strongest supporters when you cave like this and you show yourself to be two faced. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing this shows is we need a concerted effort within the GOP to defend the platform. In 2020, he didn't even do a platform fight, but the 2016 platform, I believe, is the one with very strong language Mm -hmm. on these issues. And it's now been completely eviscerated by this political behavior among Republicans. So I know that they were considering some very strong amendments, and Senator Mike Lee had some really good Good thoughts on this. Do you have something from him that you wanted to share with us? Yeah, and, and Linda, I'm sure like you, I w- I'm, I'm kind of upset that Mike Lee is, was willing to grant the, the idea of, of homosexual so-called marriage, but at least he tried to defend it, uh, defend religious liberty stronger. He said, um, number one, the so-called protections are, quote, severely anemic and largely illusory. 
He said, quote, religious Americans will be subject to potentially ruinous litigation, unquote. And remember, the lawsuit itself can be the punishment. Even if you win the lawsuit, you may be forced as a small business to fork over $400,000 to a Christian law firm to defend, you know, and and you have basically been destroyed by the litigious, you know, by the lawsuit itself. And the last thing Senator Mike Lee said was, quote, the tax-exempt status of certain charitable organizations educational institutions and nonprofits will be threatened uh, because they, they sort of narrowly drew the, the so-called protections around uh, tax-exempt organizations. And that may very much threaten uh, Mission America, I know, and many other organizations. Um, so, Peter, tell us uh, about uh, Americans for Truth. Give us uh, your website and a little bit about your organization. Yeah, Linda, Americans for Truth is devoted to reporting news that's, that's basically left out by the media and, and sort of actively fighting on this as a single issue uh, organization because I, I founded it way back in 1993 when I formed something called the Lambda Report. What we're trying to do is actually fight as hard for the truth as the LGBT so-called queer activists fight for their lies. And your website is? Give that's Americans for Truth. That's F-O-R, AmericansforTruth.com. Okay. Thank you, Peter, for all you do and how you have prevailed in this issue. You have not caved in. You're saying the same things you were saying 20 years ago, and God bless you for it. And we, we just have to keep saying them. Thank you, Peter, for all you do. God bless you. God bless you, too. And that's all we have time for today, friends. Just remember, just remember that with God, all things are still possible. I hope you have a great day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.